I don't go to the doctor because it's hard. I don't, none of my friends go to the doctor regularly. Like, I think it's important to note that like, most people don't keep up with their own health, even if they are housed. And even if they are, um, you know, make enough money or have health insurance, because you also have to work, you have kids, you have family, you have obligations. It's nearly impossible to just be on top of your health as a person who does live in a fixed location. So I think when you add not having a fixed location, it's pretty hard. You're listening to Dwelling, Homeward Bound's podcast dedicated to homelessness and homelessness solutions in our community. I'm your host, Bellamy Crawford. This episode takes a look at local community outreach efforts to address the healthcare needs of our most vulnerable neighbors. I'd like to take a moment to thank Home Trust Bank for their sponsorship of our podcast. Home Trust Bank, ready for what's next. Community outreach in the form of mobile clinics and or healthcare professionals who are able to travel throughout a community to meet at-risk individuals where they are is an effective and often necessary way to bridge the gap between healthcare services and individuals who fall through the cracks of the traditional healthcare system. My name is Claire Hubbard and I work for Buncombe County EMS. Claire Hubbard is the lead paramedic on Buncombe County's outreach team, and she is also a Homeward Bound board member. The county has wanted to do a community paramedicine program for a long time. Uh, What's prevalent in our area is people calling 911 over and over for issues around like mental health, substance use. Mobile Outreach is the latest addition to Buncombe County Emergency Medical Services Community Paramedicine Program, which was initiated two years ago as a response to the high volume of drug overdose-related 911 calls. The program now includes extended overnight and weekend opioid assistant treatment, as well as assistance for other healthcare needs, including mental health and complex social health issues like access to nutritious food and or housing. There's very complex mental health issues, whether those are diagnoses or just people with a lot of trauma who are trying to cope. You know, most common thing we get called for is, you know, someone is screaming or acting erratically or upset. They maybe have a medical need because they aren't clothed appropriately. They don't have enough warm layers on. They don't have shoes on. They're asleep in a doorway. Someone is afraid that they might not be breathing. Just sort of an array of like, maybe this is medical. Maybe this is mental health. Maybe this is uh, I'm uncomfortable and don't know what to do. Although access to health care has increased in recent years through the Affordable Care Act, Barriers to care for many of our most vulnerable neighbors persist. These barriers include everything from a lack of transportation, lack of income or health insurance. And then also some people are just really, um, you know, they're, they don't want to go to the hospital. That's Mike Desario, Homeward Bound's Outreach Program Manager. They've had bad experiences, uh, whether it be in the emergency room or, um, you know, just uh, maybe they're afraid of the doctor in in some way. And so being able to kind of connect with somebody at a fixed point, I think just in general makes it so much easier to help them in those areas. Mike leads Homeward Bound's outreach team. Homeward Bound's outreach program works to meet people where they are, in the woods, under bridges, or in the street, to connect them with resources, get them started on applying for disability income, healthcare, community mental health services, and ultimately get them enrolled in a permanent supportive housing program. 
in outreach, you're going out, obviously you're connecting with people that are, they're moving around or asked to move around. And so these are people that uh, camp in a few days someplace and then might have to move and then camp somewhere else. The success of community outreach programs depends on the collaboration of several community organizations. We'll work with any organizations, patients who are who are in, in a state of crisis or who feel like they need those things. So if we're out and about and driving around doing blood pressure checks or we're at Pritchard Park and someone's like, I got to talk to someone at Homeward Bound. I think the, use, the most useful thing we can do is just say, cool, what's your name? Who are you working with? I'll go leave them a message and let them know you were here. Where are you going to be on Monday? I think it's been it's just been uplifting to collaborate with people in the community who previously we were competing over funding or we were competing over turf to justify our work. Like we're all really working together so well to like cut down on that and really lend each other help for the better of the patients. And that is just a really cool thing to be part of. It just feels just much more of a holistic method as opposed to, you know, just being siloed calls that we get I think it's kind of nice to have the community paramedics on hand because we're not medical experts even if you know a patient like that patient isn't the same patient every day they're not the same like even if you know somebody people have different moods they're having a good day they're having a bad day they're triggered they don't want to talk to you some days they're paranoid so like having multiple people who who are from different backgrounds and have different approaches like maybe someone doesn't want to talk to a white woman maybe someone doesn't want to talk to someone who's not southern i don't know you know people have different connections so you know traditionally if it's two of us on shift and neither of us are connecting with somebody it's really nice to have access to a bunch of other people who might have a you know have a better like cultural or personality fit with that person and then also as teams kind of coexist and cross over. There's also just shared information within the teams too. So I might go to a wound care clinic and learn some things and um, JP or Claire or any of the other community paramedics, they might um, you know now be aware of the uh, housing options that might be out there. Often, after someone has been enrolled in a housing program, there is a wait for housing placement. During this time, the person is reliant on shelters or they have to continue sleeping outdoors until an opportunity opens up for them. Outreach efforts allow staff to stay in touch with these individuals, to keep an eye on their health concerns and build trusting relationships with the staff so that they are less resistant to help later on when they need it. And so between when they sign up and actually get into housing, whether it be through Home or Bound or some other program, then there's just this duration of where they need help navigating some of the stuff that happens all the time. Like, you know, I haven't slept. Where am I going to get food? Someone stole my stuff again. So now I need a new ID. I need my birth certificate in again. I need to order a new social security card. Oh, I actually applied for disability. So this so there's like a myriad of things that can be addressed during that time of things that could go wrong for the person that they need this extra pair of hands and an extra pair of eyes to look over some forms and to help with applications. And then, you know, they might need 
arrange transportation to their medical appointments. So it's kind of that life raft in between of when they're actually going to get on that ship of housing. And even when they do get housed, there's like a whole nother, you know, world of things that they need assistance with. Another important component to local outreach efforts is education. Several organizations, including Homeward Bound, are dedicated to improving de-escalation, crisis management, and general understanding for business owners and community members who might witness events or situations that require either a mental health professional, a social worker, or a homelessness case manager. We're not getting called by people saying, hey, I just assessed somebody. They're breathing six to eight times a minute. What should I do? We're getting called by people who are saying, I don't know if this person's breathing. I'm scared to talk to them or touch them. I don't know what's going on. So there's going to take like a lot of community education. Most of the training that we would offer is more to the businesses. I would say, you know, like 90% of the, the calls that Outreach has downtown would be from a business that has this person came in and they were yelling and then they were asking for stuff. And that person, you know, um, was maybe having some mental health issues at the time. Maybe they were, you know, just non-responsive to the staff members. So the, those people were frightened and those people didn't know exactly what to do. So it's kind of being a support to them and saying, hey, here are some things that you might not want to do. Here are some things that you might want to address. And keeping it really basic as far as like, you know, if the person does seem angry, you know, just as simple as lowering your own voice as a person that's interacting with them, um, maybe not engaging with them, maybe just giving them um, some space, that sort of thing. So just kind of going and educating that way. Most of the time, the people that um, we've been contacted by, like I said, our kind of businesses that we have some rapport with that we've worked with them in the past. And, and these businesses are, you know, trying to do their thing too, trying to, you know, um, be a business and maybe it's a family business that's been around for a very long time and they're not looking to kind of, you know, obviously have anybody arrested, um, especially if they don't have to. Um, most of the time they just want someone to kind of help navigate that experience. Like, okay. Um, how, how do we tell this person that they can't sleep here during business hours because um, it, you know, our guests don't want to like walk over somebody? It's basically kind of offering assistance and navigating some of those issues. Several local organizations serving the homeless or high needs populations in Asheville have been collaborating weekly meeting at Haywood Street Congregation to share information and resources. We started meeting at Haywood Street Congregation for their meal on Wednesday, um, which is 10 to 12. And we would sit at the same table together and kind of talk about what everybody was doing, homeward bound, community paramedics, Mayhack, Sunrise. Um, you know, some other people would come in from the VA or from um, you know, some of our Emoja peers there. And then the church actually, they were like, you know, do you guys want to just use this? room upstairs that we have open and we were like sure and then you know months later one of our paramedics jp literally like cleaned the room he's been painting it he got a bunch of furniture for the room and yeah it's just it's nice to have an actual space that we can all meet every week and talk about what our plans are so that's haywood street huge shout out to haywood street huge shout out to jp for uh making that happen yeah, it's a real intentional space for that collaboration to happen. 
From June 1st, 2021 to June 30th of 2022, Homeward Bound reached 224 unduplicated individuals living outside. In the same time period, Homeward Bound referred 295 individuals experiencing homelessness to health or housing services and placed 25 individuals in permanent homes. Homeward Bound needs your help to continue saving lives through permanent supportive housing and its collaboration with local healthcare outreach efforts. If you're interested in making a gift to help end homelessness, or if you're interested in learning more about Homeward Bound's programs, visit homewardboundwnc.org. And once again, thank you so much to our podcast sponsor, Home Trust Bank. And until next time, please take care of yourself so we can take better care of each other.